Let's see. We're on this. All right. We are recording. Welcome to Two Crazy Scoops Podcast with your hosts, Ao and Antino. And once again, part two of Gabe's uh, episode here where we're going to talk about Nintendo. And that is all we're going to talk about. Nothing else this time. So Atari started in... <laughs> <laughs> so Gabe, before we start, you know, I I really slave over the titles of these episodes. Right? Yeah, yeah. I like uh-huh. mentally I'm trying to like figure out what's the best best way to describe this. And I came up with one which was um no quarters for you. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great title. A lot of people yeah. don't know what no quarter is. <laughs> it's cuz they never played in the in the arcades, that's why. <laughs> They probably yeah. thought it was like some medieval reference or something to quartering people. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, by the way, that reminds me. Someone did tell me, and I forgot who it was, but someone did tell me that they really liked your, the titles of the podcast, and I forgot who it was. Yeah, you guys yeah. got clever, clever titles. I was sweating over that one. I was like, what can I – like, I got to come up with some I kind know. of pun or something. I mean, this is Gabe's show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm you throw a pun in there, throw a taco joke, it, it'll, it'll fit with whatever I'm doing. <laughs> there you go look at that we got a shirt sweet for those who can't see it aaron is showing off his muscles (laughs) (laughs) working out a lot apparently uh yeah (laughs) Yeah. so this week is part two of the art or not arcade the video game episode with gabe yeah he's gonna talk to us more about the history of video games this one more focusing on Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. And I, I'm glad we're doing this one because I know you uh, you guys both have a little bit more experience with that. I think you were saying it, Antonio, with the Super Nintendo, right? Or in the, in the um, GameCube or what? What was it? Yeah. You, the yeah. Nintendo 64 was like my first oh, console that I played yeah. a lot. And then the GameCube, the Wii. Yeah. And that's kind of where I dropped off a little bit until I got gotcha. the Switch and just reverted back to being a 12 year old. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we so, all do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, where'd you guys want to start? Anything in particular? I guess we um, could start off with the Famicom. Yeah. Because, you know, if the Famicom was the first system that was in Japan. That was that was like, in, I think it was like 83 or 84. So it was like way before it even came to the States. Mm-hmm. The, the Nintendo system was the Famicom and it was in Japan. And I mean, it, I, that's like my dream. I, my whole, I want to get an original Famicom system and have Famicom games. You know, the cassettes are a little different. They, I think most of them do work with the regular NES that we have here in the States. But um, um, no, I don't, I don't know if they do. But you know, what? I just remember I actually have, I think I have a mini one. You want me to get it? Yeah, yeah. The mini ones. You have the, the Famicom mini? I think like so. from Nintendo NES and mini? I think so. Give me a second. Let me look. Yeah, yeah. Go get, keep it. Talking. Go get it. Well, let, let me talk. look and see. So, um, you know, it was a success in Japan for, you know, a while. And, and Mario was already already kind of um, pretty popular character and the game was, was pretty popular. So they were trying to figure out how to make a profit here in the United States with it. And they were actually in talks with Atari. And that was, that was like Atari's biggest mistake because it, had they yeah. continued on, they would have just carried through. You know, they would have carried through the whole video game you know crashed of 83 uh-huh. um but they were in talks with them and and nintendo really wanted to move man they wanted to move bad and uh then and atari was kind of going back and forth and they were saying nah you know they were wanting they were having put a bunch of demands because at that point they thought oh well we're we're kind of king in the united states and so eventually uh, atari crashed 
And so they lost uh, uh, that footing that they had. So then uh, Nintendo was like, well, we're just going to do it ourselves. Um, but was there you go. Look at that. Yeah, that's a family You know, farm. and I apologize. I, I had thought about this earlier, but then I sat down here and completely forgot to actually bring it with me to the table. Yeah, that's, so, that's pretty sweet. Um, Where'd you pick it, that up at? So actually, uh, my roommate actually uh, picked this up. He bo- and this is the Japanese version of the NES mm-hmm. Classic that was yep. released. So Very cool. Looks. Very Famicom. Cool. Famicom, yeah. I think, was short for family computer. Yep, that's it. And um, the controllers were wired, and they were stuck to the actual system. Mm-hmm. So they the modeled console. this one exactly after, right after it. Yep. And then I think the second controller had a little microphone on it. So only oh. controller two had the microphone. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. I don't know if, but I don't think the American version fit I, I don't remember how the cartridges look though but i don't think they i think fit. yeah well see they they went through a couple modifications because there was um that's the box there you go um the famicon switched over from cartridges to like a mini disc system and that was going to be that that was going to be the main way that they they did it for a while and then technology changed or something and it, it ended up becoming cheaper to keep it as a cartridge exactly so that disc system i don't think was ever released in the u.s it but wasn't. in japan it was and it's funny because yeah. i saw um i saw this video on there is a youtube video um where they compared like for example i think they took a game like zelda for example and they mm-hmm. compared the Famicom disc system in Japan to the NES version and the Japanese version had a few more bells and whistles because it was off. It was running off the disc, the disc drive mm-hmm. and Antonio, the, sorry, uh, the disc drive plugged into the bottom of this. And so, discs like, are you talking about like what I'm like CDs, what I'm familiar with, or is this a different kind of disc? No, this is way before that. Um, that's what I was thinking. I mean, <laughs> I keep forgetting. Yeah. I keep um, forgetting. Yeah, they um, they were small though. They were they were little things. Well, they look like they look like More diskettes. Like, yeah, they were they weren't like a CD size is what I'm saying. Like what Antonio's thinking. No, they were smaller, but they yeah, they was the same same type of technology, and that's what they were thinking. Oh man, this is the way it's this is the way to go. It's cheaper. Um, you can put more memory on there. Um, but then I, I like I said, I don't remember. I remember hearing the podcast on it, but something changed with the technology, and they were able to keep the the cartridges. Especially when they went over to the U.S., they didn't think that it was going to transfer over. I mean, they did so much research into how to sell the Nintendo over here. And they had different iterations of it. You know, they had like the CES convention and they they ran like two or three different models before they settled on what we know now as the NES. Mm -hmm. And that's what really took off. Um, um, But anyways, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, Atari missed their chance. They could have totally kept, went right into the next generation of, of consoles. Um, had they, uh, you know, just, oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Had they just, you know, continued to, to work, but they just didn't see the value. They, they thought they were the ones in the driver's seat. You know, they thought they wow. had all the power um, until they didn't. <laughs> and so like this, we were talking about like the, the Mario game that you kind of, that you have in your background that was on the uh the nes yeah so this yeah well this was on the famicon the, you know mario oh, wow. was, was a huge hit in japan like two years before the u.s even saw it uh-huh. and i mean it was just like just a phenomenon and um so they knew that was the the flagship game they wanted to bring over to the u.s and of course it came with all of the the super nintendos uh-huh. the, or not the super the nes's 
Um, so that was the game that came and it was, you know, it was really well liked. Yeah. I, I actually, I would play that on a Game Boy Color that I had. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so just even though it was side scrolling like that, I felt like it was really entertaining to me and there was other games I couldn't really handle because the graphics or something like that. But that one will always, I thought was really cool, but comparing that to what we had talked about last time, uh, like with pitfall or something like that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) this is like, (laughs) I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> didn't realize you were going to start talking anyway yeah um you know what's interesting with, with uh the uh super, oh, super mario brothers they um they came out with the super mario brothers 2 for the famicon um but it was like way hard like it was like impossible levels and so they were they brought it over to the u.s and they had a guy they had an american guy who was doing all the testing for them and he was like, "Oh no, Americans aren't going to like this. <laughs> it's like it's too hard. They're not going to. They're not going to go for this." And so that's when they they backtracked and they came out with the Super Mario Two, which, if you remember, if you played that, it's an t- entirely different game. You know, it's a whole different style. Do you know why it was different? Do you know what they ended up doing? No. Because it was so short. <laughs> they had such a little time. They had already designed the Super Mario Two. Uh, the, to the U.S. one, they they took a, a game that was somewhat popular in Japan, and they converted it into a, a, a Mario game. Oh, <laughs> it was it's a whole different. It was based off of some festival or some some convention that they had over there. So it was like a very niche game. Uh-huh. It, was, um, it was called Doki Doki Panic. Doki Doki, that's it. Doki Doki Panic. And um, so all of those characters that you see in the Super Mario Two were different characters. There were like. Uh, um, they're like a, a Arabian type characters. That's why if you look, there's a lot of kind of uh, 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 Arabian type symbolism in, in the game, you know? Hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's pretty, there you go. There's a nice image right there of the, what the Mario character, what it became and what they were throwing and, and all that. So they just incorporated a lot of the, the like the, the turtles they brought in. Um, uh, the, um, oh, is, is Yoshi in this one? No, oh. not in this one. Not in this one. No, he wasn't until Super um, Super Nintendo to the oh. um, Super Mario World. Yeah, but yeah, yes. you can see the original cover there um, and how they had. He was kind of like a. a uh, I don't. I don't even know what you would call him. <laughs> they just. They basically just swapped out the sprites. Yeah. They so they, you know, each character, and it's funny because some of the characteristics of the characters that they swapped out, like for example, this girl. There's a girl in the original. She was swapped mm-hmm. out for Peach, and mm-hmm. she this girl could float, and so that ability for Peach to float still st- stuck to today. Even you know, like even in Smash, for example, mm-hmm. and that's where it came from. So those, some of those moves stuck with those characters, or like Luigi's ability to jump pretty far. Yeah, you know, but like, you know, it's totally different from you know as far as like they're pulling vegetables out of the ground and throwing yeah. them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just the whole you know the scrolling how it went up to you know and. Uh, uh, just the you know the writing of the eggs when those those things you know shot out eggs and that's how you'd catch them and throw them and all that stuff was brand new but it, I mean Americans loved it I mean they you know they knew no, nothing better um, but you know how they how they kind of got out of it was if you notice if you ever beat the game I don't know if, if either of you guys ever beat the game mm-hmm. it's Mario's dreaming yeah picks up so they they kind of pass all that off as it was just his dream and that's mm-hmm. why. Uh, Super Mario 3 is kind of more like the original Mario because it's uh, all okay. Now we're back to real life, you know. Um, but, like an abstract yeah. version of the game. Yeah, yeah it was like an abstract, <laughs> kind of like a pull away, you know, type uh, uh, thing. 
but it's, it's, it was fun. I mean, I, I liked, it. I remember when it first came out, I didn't, I didn't think nothing of, it. I just thought it was, they're trying something different, you know? Mm. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I spent a lot of time on that one, but yeah, it's not like today where you see like 500 YouTube videos as to why Mario doesn't look like the last game. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Some, yeah. some of those characters did kind of stick around. Like a shy guy is one of yeah, one who came did. from that from Mario two and the I'm trying to remember thing. Yeah, the cactus thing was in um super uh, mario 3 too the, yeah they took the cactus yeah. Yeah, that stacked on top of each other and they put it in some of the mario games too yeah the uh, bomb yeah they, they did keep some of the characters mm-hmm. from it um but you never saw that style again no or the or the the main villain the frog guy the frog yeah he he's never he or, never appears again yeah. yeah i don't know does he come in like any of the smash games he as a trophy as a trophy he's okay. a trophy yeah 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 so but yeah so there's a lot of stuff they just kind of said no we're not doing that anymore and then others they just pulled pulled in you know Mm -hmm. the super mario 3 that was that was my favorite game back then i mean i spent a lot of time with super mario 3 that was a fun game man that was well done that was a well done follow-up and this is the one let me see that's the one where it's very similar to the first Mario Brothers, but it's got maps. It's like maps. Oh. You, see, you go to different things. You know, that's oh, where you can yeah. become like the raccoon Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The frog Mario and, and all that. And um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, man. I wasted a lot of time on that game. I So it's so funny because um, I had a pattern with that game where I got, you know, you grab the whistles and then the wing with the P in it, that uh-huh. the P on it that lets you... <laughs> Well, sounds kind of weird but the letter <laughs> <laughs> and it lets you fly through a whole stage because otherwise <laughs> otherwise no it doesn't make any sense if you don't know i'm gonna i was gonna get you a shirt that has your face on it and says i don't mean it in a bad way <laughs> you say all the time. i know i yeah that happened anyways but, continue <laughs> but yeah there, so you get two whistles because you have to warp to certain levels and then you would get i would always get one of the wings that had the letter P on it. And that what that did is it, it let Mario fly through the entire level <laughs> without, because normally he, in order to fly, he has to run for a little bit, mm-hmm. get speed. He can fly a limited ability, you know, limited ways and he'll stop. And then I would get a cloud, which the cloud allows you to skip a level. So you'd have to play through the first two levels to get all the items you needed. And then you can warp right to world eight, which is the final level. And I had certain levels that I would, either fly through and there was one level i would skip and it was like this battleship at the end i would always skip that level with the cloud and then oh, that one is the hardest part though isn't that the it game? is yeah yeah it is not well not the there's a, a battleship before you get to the castle so right before you get to the castle there's this battleship and i would always use the cloud icon you know the little cloud item and just skip it go straight to the castle Anyway, that just brings back. He's just random. basically saying he's a cheater. Yeah, just let it be known. Hey, it was in the game. No, but it was in the game. I just use game, you know. Oh right, but no. when I do it playing video games, I'm cheap. Of course, exactly, exactly. It depends on the circumstances and whether it benefits me personally. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know, getting back to the original system, um, if I don't Sorry. know, if you ever, do you guys ever play with the robot? Rob, yes. Um, yeah. So I didn't have the Rob, but I remember um, a friend of mine did have it. Um, but I, I one, had it. The version we had was just a regular system. So. Yeah, and that's that's what ended up most being. You know, it was funny. The the Rob was initially designed. Um, it was going to have a whole bunch of games, you know, mm-hmm. but um, 
they only designed two games for it. It was Gyromite, which is the one that it came with, and then uh, Stack Up, which was kind of like a a weird game. It was like a bunch of games in it, and you did, it was like a puzzle, and you had to move the the thing. And so what, what this thing would do, Antonio, it was a little robot, and it would grab these little. Well, the, the with the Gyromite, it, it was like these little. Um, what are those called? Those spinny things, like gyroscope kind of things, and it yeah. had a spinner on it. So you drop it in there, and this thing would spin it. And then the robot would pick it up and drop it on these like little uh, like holders. And when you, when the, when the weight of the spinner went on it, it would push a button on the second controller and that would operate the game. And it was really complicated. It was like really, really complicated. But the concept of having a robot was so cool that that's what kind of got a Nintendo into people's homes. And then they'd play it a few times and then Rob would go in the closet and they continued playing. It. And that was actually their plan. They knew by the market research that Rob wasn't going to be a lasting thing, mm-hmm. but they knew that kids, because it was a robot, they wanted a robot. They'd buy it. So this is like a physical. It's toy. a physical robot. Yeah. Oh, it's, wow. it's really cool. It's just this little guy and he's got, you know, eyes, those uh, no, uh, infrared eyes. And he would re- he would react to whatever happened on the screen. So like there would be a flash on the screen and it would tell the robot what to do. And so you could control the robot. So the gyromite was like this guy and he would go and there was these pipes that were up. And so if it was a blue pipe, you had to move a gyro on the blue button and it would drop and then the pipe would go. And then he was able to cross over to, you know, get there. He's like to get radishes too. And um, there was these little guys out to get them and you could smash them if you timed it right. And mm. it was really hard. It was a really hard game. <laughs> I, I bought the whole system. I saved up for it. Um, yeah. Hey, Antonio, just FYI, you know he's talking about Rob and, and Smash? Yeah, the the robot. And those little spinner <laughs> things that he has in the game, that's what that's exactly what the, where those came from. Oh, okay. I'm still going to have to look about. up a video of this because I did that last time after we were done, and I posted a lot of them on Instagram because I was like, whoa, like, I'm still having a hard time picturing yeah. all of this, but it's something that's interesting for me to, when I research it to kind of understand what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it was it was it was cool as a concept. It was not to play. It was hard, you know. Yeah. So it was one of those things that you'd play it for a f- five ten minutes, and then you were kind of done. Let's see what other games we had, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then of course the other came with the gun, you know, with the um, uh, the what did they call it? I forget what duck, they duck hunt. It. Duck hunt. Yeah. Well, I knew duck hunt, but the name of the gun they they had a like the light gun. gun. Yeah, I forget the name of it now, but duck hunt was man. That was another game we spent a lot of hours on. That was mm-hmm. fun. And my, even my mom would get into it because, you know, just pulling the trigger on it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we would play. That was, that was a, a brilliant. You need to get your tacos there? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was brilliant because, um, you know, now the whole family could play. You know, I think even with the Nintendo, going from the Atari to the Nintendo, there was, you know, a few extra buttons. And even that was a little hard for some people to grasp, especially like parents. <laughs> and so it, introducing the gun was great because then it was just, you, you point and, and pull the trigger, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, More user friendly for. Oh, way user friendly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it was just a lot of fun. And, 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 you know, it was just one of those things that the family actually could kind of gather around. So, so that can, you know, the robot combined with super Mario combined with duck hunt, was just a brilliant marketing ploy because it was, it just kind of encompassed everything. It was like the new technology of the robot that attracted the young kids, you mm-hmm. know, the adventure of super Mario brothers, which they already knew was a hit in Japan. And so they just needed to get it in, in to American hands. And then you had an easy game like duck hunt, 
yeah. um, where anybody could play it, you know? And so it just, it just really took off after that. I can remember, um, this was actually a story that I wanted to tell you um, from, from back then. So I wanted this game so bad and, and I was uh, already very entrepreneurially minded when I was a kid. And, um, you know, I knew my parents couldn't get it. It was very expensive. But when I talked to my dad, I had some money that I had got from chores or from an allowance or whatever. And I said, I asked my dad to buy a pack of saladitos and to buy lemons and apples and oranges. And I had this huge pickle jar that we had. And I made tons of these saladitos and, you know, with lemon, oranges and everything in it. And I sold it at school. And that's how I earned my money to buy my Nintendo. Oh, wow. I sold that much. (laughs) (laughs) to kids on. I was like, you know, I was like the dealer. I was on the playground with a pocket full of these bags of saladitos in it (laughs) and juicy. And so I was sitting there, you know, Hey, you guys want some saladitos? Yeah. You know, it was like 50 cents a pack. And so I sold a ton of these. So then I'd make the money back easy because it was like, you know, five bucks for a big old bag. And then I, you know, I had 20 bucks. So then I'd buy another bag for my dad. We'd make some more. I just kept doing that until I had the money to buy that whole, I bought the whole, you know, deluxe system with every, with Rob, with the gun, with everything. And so I was like, all my neighbors, they came over to play. I mean, it was just, it was just like really cool. Hey, where'd you, where'd you buy your system from? I'm just curious. Do you still remember? Kmart. I think Kmart. Kmart. Okay. Kmart right there. They used to be a Kmart on Valencia and I-19. It's like a school now, but that used to be a Kmart a long time ago. And, oh, okay. uh, um, it's like a charter school. It's, it's, it's all kind of run down, but you know, back in the, I, I think pretty sure that's where I got oh, it. Was from yeah. Kmart. It's like, um, it's on the, like the Northeast corner, right? Uh, North. Yes. Northeast yeah, corner. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, I can picture where you're saying I used to drive by there a lot. Yeah. So I, I, that's where I got it. And then, um, yeah, so it was, it was just a lot, it was a lot of fun, but, um, yeah, with, uh, um, you know, the games were expensive, yeah, just like at, at the Atari. And so what we did in our neighborhood, uh, we formed an, well, I formed a Nintendo club <laughs> and, and I made all my, all my neighbor kids uh, join. So what we did is every time we got together, we'd pay like a dollar and we put it in this jar. And then after the, we had enough to buy a game, we'd go buy a game. And then, you know, we'd vote on what game we were going to buy. And then we'd all come back and play. And it was just like kind of the Nintendo clubs, uh, game you know it didn't belong to any specific person but that only lasted so long because then people stopped paying their dues you know they just wanted to come over and play nintendo <laughs> for free so i had to become like this uh you know this bookie you know hey where's where's your dollar <laughs> come, can't play today without your dollar come on <laughs> i still i still have people owe me dollars from from nintendo club who have to haven't paid me i got cousins who are still like oh man i'll nintendo get you that dollar club. soon man i'll get you that dollar <laughs> Hey, I was time. militant, man. I was serious about my Nintendo club. Man. Dude, now's the time to catch up with them and get your money now. That's oh, right. yeah, they're all locked down. With, with interest? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see a dollar from 1987 with interest today. Dude, but I would call them up and charge them. Sorry, go ahead. From that picture that you sent me of the – it was like an ad. Oh, yeah. That I mean, it's like $300 back yeah. then still. Yeah, yeah. That's like that was crazy to me. Even when I saw it, I was like, three hundred dollars today is a lot. But back yeah. then, I mean, yeah, I and mean, well, VCRs were selling for like eight hundred bucks back then. I mean, you, you only the rich people had that stuff. You know, it was it was crazy. But you know, again, it, we're comparing it to today's technology. You know, and, yeah. and and so much of the um, 
efficiency in manufacturing has changed where the, you know, a lot of that stuff, it, it gets cheap really fast. You know, back then, man, I mean, those prices lasted for a long time. I mean, it was, it was up there until the next thing came, you know, and then some of the prices for the older models would, would go down, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, but we, we paid it. I mean, if you, yeah. you know, that was our entertainment. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we still so pay it today. But. We still, yeah, we still paid it, you know, but I mean, you, you consider like a parent's point of view, they could keep shelling out quarters every week to go play video games at the arcade mm-hmm. or they can do a one-time payment. And then, you know, they've got a game system that their kids can enjoy for a long time, you know? Yeah. So it, it was kind of a, you know, it was a trade-off, you know, there was, there was goods and good and bad portions for it yeah even though i didn't have too much history with that i did enjoy playing duck hunt i only played it like a couple times at a friend's mm. house and like i couldn't find anyone else who, anyone else who had it i felt like i dreamed playing it <laughs> until like later on because like even though the nintendo 64 was cool there was nothing that was interactive like that. right and right. that's the point that i liked about it i wish they would have done more with that and then mm-hmm. the wii came out but it wasn't yeah it still wasn't the same it's not the same yeah and, and um you know they tried i mean it, it's there's some some benefits to it but yeah like you said the interactivity of it was was something that was really uh you know pretty innovative at that time you know that mm-hmm. you could point in the tv reddit you know yeah so that was pretty cool but what what other games did you play uh aaron so um the first metroid was one of my oh, favorites. metroid they introduced a lot of cool um concepts with the original metroid game did you did you beat the the game after I was grown, not as a okay, kid. Okay, after you're grown. <laughs> but did you know this? Did you find the secret out as a kid? Justin Bailey <laughs> with the lines under it? No, Have no, about, about Samus being a girl. Oh, yeah, well, like her yeah. suit explodes. See, yeah. you guys, you guys all take that for granted. When that happened, I beat the game. I was the first in my family to beat the game. We're like, what? <laughs> I was playing a girl this whole time. <laughs> No. it was like whoa you know and uh yeah that was like it was huge reveal man you know plot twist well the only time you saw that though was when you you had to beat it within a certain time within a certain time frame right uh-huh. so if yeah. you just beat the game and it took forever i don't even know if you found out i can't remember but i know if you beat it within a certain time like there's three different i think there's three different endings there's like a, a one ending where she just says congratulations or whatever <clears throat> I don't think she takes anything off them. And then there's one ending where she takes her helmet off. Yeah. So you can still see her hair and see that it's a girl. And then there's another ending where she just shows, she takes off her armor. Right. And she just has her regular suit on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you can see, so you only get the regular suit ending if you beat it. I think it was like three hours or something like that. So uh, these games I played all on like the Game Boy. Uh-huh. So I did well, also. They had different versions, though. The Game Boy versions weren't the same as the NES versions. Oh, okay. it, they were they were similar. They had they had a lot of similar gameplay, but they weren't exactly the same. You know, they were they were, and I mean, it makes sense. You don't want to play a game that you've already beaten on the NES on the Game Boy. You you want to have a different different adventure. You know, uh-huh. if you're gonna spend money on a whole new, you know, uh, you know, cartridge and and, and game system, but um, but yeah, it, it was similar. I mean, I think the the Game Boy did keep true to pretty much to the nes you know as far as the the way it interacted and, and the way the games you know when it when you had a brand on it transferred over to the game boy it was pretty much a similar way you know the gameplay was very similar they didn't change too much which i appreciated you know that they didn't go too too crazy on that um but yeah but with metroid um i think it was like the first game that i played where it was like um 
you explored, you know, uh, because I'm trying to remember, did, did, I can't remember if Metroid came out first or if um, Legend of Zelda came out first. Uh, one of those two, but I, I played Metroid before Zelda, grow, you know, so I, that's probably what it, Metroid probably came out first. But um, you could, you, you controlled, you know, with like Super Mario, you went in one direction, right? You went in one mm-hmm. direction, you reached the goal, then you went on to the next and that was it with metroid you can kind of go back and forth and if you you can go down dead ends you could you know uh go to levels ahead before you really were ready to you know before you had the the equipment or the weapons necessary to beat that level you know and so it was kind of like the first thing where you went without clues without guidance you know Mm -hmm. so that was really i I think that was kind of mind-blowing for my uh little eight-year-old (laughs) nine-year-old mind you know (laughs) Uh, to be able to to do to have that freedom to to travel that way, you know. You know um, what? The first Zelda and Metroid they both came out in 1986. I'm trying to find the okay. the month. Oh no, Zelda was released in February of '86, and Metroid was released in August. August, okay. So I, I know, um, I know. For first. me, yeah, I played Metroid first before Zelda because Zelda was kind of. I got into Zelda too because that was kind of the same feeling, you know, of oh, I can travel this whole map, you know and uh, go to these different areas and then you know get wiped out because you weren't you didn't have enough hearts you know or you didn't have enough your sword wasn't strong enough and then you go back to it and you're like oh now i'm ready to do this you know so that was always really cool uh you know just and then you know of course the coolest thing was bombing the the wall and there was oh there's a secret tunnel there you know and you go in and you get coins or or you know whatever bonus things you got so you know, just that kind of like that sense of, hey, there's something hidden, you know, both Metroid and, and Zelda had that where, you know, you're bombing everything because you don't know where the secret passage is, you know, <laughs> uh, or like in Metroid till you get to a wall and look like that was the end and you kind of, you know, turn into a ball and hop around and then you'd find this hidden little passage to go through that, you know, that was just really cool because it, it just opened up your imagination to kind of look outside the box. And, and I really think that a lot of that, that type of gaming, it, it, it it primes you for thinking outside the box, quote unquote, you know, in life, you know, where you're like, okay, I'm not just stopped here. And, and I, I think I, that I credit that to a lot of, of my thinking, you know, just not, not stopping at because something says stop, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in business and in other things too, uh, where now you're looking for what else. And, and, you know, I mean, we, we, you know, for all the bad stuff that we can say about, you know, gaming and, and what it can do to, to brains, it does make you a thinker, you know, they do make you uh, um, really uh, uh, plan and strategize. And, and I think that's something that, that adds value to. to yeah. I think for Metro, I just, the same thing. I roll up into a ball and jump into a wall and see if there's a way out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wish my mom could, uh, could have heard you say that. 30 years ago. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. are good, I'm mom. sure I told my mom that. <laughs> and she didn't it <laughs> I wish that would have <laughs> Yeah, I like what you're talking about with those games because it adds like a new adventure aspect to it where not all, not everything's just scroll to the right. Right. The answers yeah. are, are somewhere else hidden and you got to find it and it's frustrating, but that frustration is a lot more rewarding when you figure out exactly, exactly. What, what direction you're supposed to be going and that's that's why i hate like walkthroughs you know i i think they're fine as long as you beat a game normally first you know if you beat it the hard way first then if you want to go back and play it again with a walkthrough and then i think i think you should but if you have a walkthrough from the beginning you know that defeats all the purpose and any lessons that you learn or any you know any uh, like you said the satisfaction you get of beating it from the beginning 
it's just all gone, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, that's that's Nintendo was the first system to really be able to do that. You know, like the Atari games and the and television games. They, you know, they were standard arcade games. They didn't really have that depth of playability. You know, probably the closest that came to that was Pitfall. You know, like I had mentioned, but even that was a scroller, and it was you know it was just basically a maze, is what it was. Mm -hmm. um, but with Nintendo, you got the depth of the story. You know. Um, I can remember beating Zelda and like almost wanting to cry because of how hard I had worked to, to get that. And then you find out to set another level after like, no, <laughs> you, know, you know what? It's funny. Part of it too, though, was design. They were learning how to design those games too. So yeah. it was experimenting on their part because mm -hmm. I actually went back with my roommate and played the first Zelda for the first time, like all the way through. Cause mm -hmm. as a kid, I never beat it, right. but I played it through and I had like, the walkthrough <laughs> and I was actually telling him what to Cheater. do and I'm I yeah I, well yeah absolutely <laughs> I, I, I cheated because I didn't have I, didn't, I had limited time but, look, but, but, but here's here's what's funny about it that game was so difficult without the yeah. without the walkthrough there's no way you could possibly have figured some of that stuff out there were vague vague hints well, for you, some you of couldn't it. figure out the hidden stuff but you could beat. I mean, I beat it without the walkthrough, you know. But it was but, very, it's very difficult. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was hard. It was, it was extremely very hard. difficult. I'm like, that's, how, that's how would you have known to burn this random bush in yeah. the field somewhere, and it's going to open up a door somewhere? Yep. It's like, how would you know that? Yep. So, and yeah, it is, I, and it's just random burning, you know. And that's, yeah. why, that's why when you got the blue candle, you're all happy because like, wow, I can just burn everything, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. Was, and that's the only time you could find that stuff, you know. I was just like, but, this is ridiculous. Um, but, I you know, couldn't. and a lot of that, too, was the, the coin mining, right? That's where we learned how to coin mine. Um, or, or, you know, what, and that carried on to a lot of other games of where you would just go to an area, not because you had anything to do there, other than there was characters that had big coins, you know, or, or high-value coins. So you just stay there the whole day. I mean, I would spend an hour just killing the, the bad guys, to get the coins to be able to buy the prizes, you know, and that's of course because I didn't know some of these caves that had these, you know, all these coins that were high value. So again, that that's that teaches you, oh, this is worth something. I have to work for it. I, I worked an hour literally to earn enough money to buy this thing that will now help me to have more enjoyment out of this game. You know, that's another concept that you gain from these games, you know, that was built in. That's work, right? And we, we learn work. <laughs> you learn to, to do something that's not exactly enjoyable, that's not fun, but it, it, it's, it serves a purpose. And once that purpose is achieved, well, now you see value in doing that, you know, mm -hmm. and you go on. So, yeah, it was just, uh, um, it was pretty, it, it was just very uh, uh, beneficial for me anyways, you know. I was older brother, you know, I was first born. So I, it kind of fed into that, that already mentality of, okay, I'm very need to be responsible. I need to accomplish this and this and this. And it just fed into that and just kind of helped support that later in life. You know, uh, it just, it just really kind of carried over those, those types of lessons. Mm -hmm. um, so the other game, Mike Tyson's punch out. Did you guys ever pay, play that? That's, exa that's exactly what I was going to say. Next. <laughs> punch out. Mike Tyson's punch out. Did you play Mike Tyson's or did you play the, regular mike, like mike tyson's okay. yeah mike tyson that's, that's the original yeah. one so you oh go ahead no no uh, yeah so mike tyson was in the original game yeah and that one was easier because you could figure out once you figured out everyone's pattern then you could go through it and my brother actually beat it but i would watch him like as we play it. and each time we get further and further um but i still remember some of the characters from that game like um mr sandman and mm -hmm. king hippo 
I think mm. the first person was Joe Glass. I think that yeah, was his Joe name. Joe Glass was easy, yeah. Yeah, super easy to beat him. Don Flamenco. Uh, yeah, Don Flamenco. Bald Bull. Um, the Tiger guy. What was his name? Oh yeah, that's right. There was a there was a Tiger guy. Uh, I can't remember what his name was, but yeah, you know it. it, it they were all uh, so the last few of them were hard. The um, uh, what was his name? Was it Mister Incredible? He was the one before Mike Tyson. Oh no, that's I think that's the guy who replaced Mike Tyson. No, Mister Mister Dream. Mister Dream was the one. All right, so he I think it was Mike Tyson. Who was the guy before him? He did that. Oh no, it was um, man, I can't remember my characters now. You can uh, the last the last two or three uh, were like really hard, and Mike Tyson was impossible. I mean, he was such a hard. I was. I remember when I beat him finally. Um, it was it was like. I felt like Rocky. Like I was gonna, I wanted to go run some steps, <laughs> and I, you yeah. know, I had friends and, and my brothers are there, and they're all cheering and jumping. You know, um, we had a few in our neighborhood who beat Mike Tyson. You know, but that was a hard man. That was a hard match because you know one punch and you're down. Yeah, you, you have to do it perfect. You can't get hit once. I remember when my brother, when the first time we beat it, we didn't actually knock him out. I think what happened was, uh, you know, you get to the end of the was it the third round or however yeah. many rounds. Yeah, it's and then they. And yeah, and then they just choose the person who won. Yeah. And so yeah. that's so I beat him twice. I beat him with TKO and I beat him with a knockout. Yeah, that was that was uh yeah, that was hard. I, I tried playing it recently and it's just like I, I you gotta have a, a ten year old's ability, you know, or, or uh yeah, reflexes. Um, reflexes because it, it's just it's really, really hard. It's, it's brutal, it's yeah. Yeah, it it's just funny fun. as a kid playing video games like that though and your heart rate like just skyrockets mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you like don't know how to lower it and so you're just there like having a panic attack because <laughs> yeah. this video that's how i'd be like oh oh come on come mm-hmm. on and you lose you're like no i was always pretty chill but my my brothers threw some threw some controllers <laughs> <laughs> my brothers threw some controllers at the tv oh there you go there's some pictures some of the classes this doesn't have their names but um but yeah, these are some of the characters, though, for sure. That's funny because all the pictures—they're like I'm. You guys are on right in front of them on my screen. <laughs> We're right in front of the pictures. Yeah. So every time you click on one, it just goes right behind. So, okay. The, so we oh, got, sorry. Let me see if I can move this here. Piston Honda. That's right. Piston Honda. He did what in his Honda? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's boy. a joke from cars the movie that so is, i can say that, that is that is a cars joke yes <laughs> <laughs> what to do in a cup <laughs> and i didn't you know it's so funny i i barely played the one on the Wii because they re, they released it on Wii too right you know, they redid it but i didn't play that one i mean i played it but i never bought it i, yeah. I feel like i i feel like they're due for another uh punch out game yeah yeah i think so I think so. They they had one where they released the uh, um the original arcade version cuz did you ever play the original arcade of Punch-Out? That's where it's like um you're like a, a 3D image and you see through yourself as you're fighting the characters. Yeah, yeah so I was... never I never played it at that time, but I saw a video of it later. So that's where that, you know, that green. <laughs> yeah, that's where that green. So in Smash Brothers, yeah. you know his green version with just the frame. Yeah. That's where that came from. I played in the arcade too I never I never beat that in the arcade um, but that was really hard the Nintendo one was a lot better it was a lot easier at least through the first you know six or seven levels 
but uh yeah that was that was fun so the other one that i had a lot of fun with was uh did you play uh, ninja gaiden yeah that was yeah. hard that was a fun that was game a, that was hard you know how i beat that it was with the um and again you're gonna say a whistle a, a whistle with the p on it and you just <laughs> yes, yes. The, p, the p wing and the whistle <laughs> okay wait let me so there's two things i want to say number one um just jumping back to the system real quickly. One of the differences that Nintendo did from Atari was they had, they actually had a quality control in place and each publisher could only release a limited number of games. And I, I don't remember what the number was. I may have been five or something per year. So what you would get is a lot of companies make create, would create um, additional names for themselves to release games under different. So you had that with Contra Mm-hmm. You no, know, I think like Konami, so companies mm-hmm. like that, they did, they they kind of did that so that they can release more games. Because Nintendo had a strict quality control. They didn't want it to crash like with Atari. Um, but around, so after the NES was out for a while, um, there was this device, Gabe, that I know you're familiar with called the Game Genie. Yeah, I never used a Game Genie. Game Genie. Well, <laughs> we used to. So we actually rented it from Blockbuster. Sacrilege. It yeah, was. we rented it from Blockbuster. And what it was is it was, it was this cartridge that you plug the cartridge into, and yeah. then you plug the whole thing into the system. And then it, you, it came with a little booklet, and the booklet had all these cheats in it, so right. you can have unlimited lives or mm-hmm. infinite jumping okay. ability and so all this other I stuff. I will admit one thing. I did do the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start on all the Konami games to get the 30 lives. Mm-hmm. I did that on Contra, mm-hmm. on Life Force. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones that it worked on. Um, but yeah, so you would do that, Antonio. I don't know if you've ever seen that up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. But yeah. it's like the code, you do that, mm-hmm. punch it in, and then you hit start. And then you'd all of a sudden, ha- you'd have 30 lives. Oh. But you kind of needed need, it. On you need it for Contra, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was hard. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't beat it without it. But I did cheat. I did cheat on that. I did allow myself that cheat. I actually well, just got Contra. That's, that's on the record now. So, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, actually, Eric has like a whole. But you know, Contra character. was was really interesting too because it, it was the first to kind of have that that forward scrolling motion. You know, where you got to the yes, little, it was going sideways. Yeah, and then you'd enter into this this complex. Mm-hmm. And then you were like going forward, yeah. And so you would shoot up at the at the you know the bad guys and or the the um little computer things to blow them up. Um, and then when you got to the bad guy, you know, to the to whatever the villain of that level was, they were in front of you, you know. So you had to run back and forth and jump and 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 do it that. So that was kind of an innovative thing too. I mean, it, it was a little clunky. It was a little hard to read, but you know, it was different. You know, it definitely was was something that was kind of. Uh, they were trying stuff, you know, at and that time. It was almost like a Suedo 3D sort of like, a, mm-hmm. you know, to try to give that effect, which they yeah. actually built up on that for the Super Nintendo. Exactly. Yeah. Super Nintendo um, did a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but N- Nintendo was a little limited on it, but it was, it was a try, you know, it was a start mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And then I think their biggest competition during that time was eventually the Master System, which um, was a little bit more powerful than the NES, but that kind of goes into super nintendo territory almost mm-hmm. but um at the time they were basically the, the king of video games during that time yeah well um, you know sega sega pushed nintendo to go to the super nintendo because sega was the first uh 16-bit system mm-hmm. you know 
And so you have uh, um, Nintendo, which was 8-bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with Sega was that they just weren't as popular. They, the games that they had were not well-known games. You know, they had Altered Beast, which at the time was kind of popular in the arcades, but it was still kind of fringe because it was basically Antonio was these guy. You would turn into these animals, so you'd be a guy, and then you would magically turn into these animals and you would attack things. You know, you'd gain these powers to be able to pass the level. And I mean, I wasn't allowed to play it. <laughs> you know, yeah. my my parents would let me play it. So I, I think it was it was a little more, um, you know, like you, you got Super Mario, which uh-huh. is cutesy, and you got mushrooms, and you got colorful, and this was it was kind of dark, you know. So like uh, Sega's answer was Sonic, uh, which was fun, but it, Sonic was hard to play. I mean, you had to really kind of know it. Sega also introduced extra buttons, so there was uh, instead of the two buttons, it was three buttons. Which, um, again, you know, it seems like n- not a big deal now because all of our, <laughs> all of the new systems have a million buttons on them. But back then, that was that's like another button that you have to think about, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they they it was almost like they went too far, you know. They went a little bit too advanced before they were ready, you know, before people were ready. Mm-hmm. So that gave Nintendo the chance to develop the Super Nintendo, and they caught up to Sega pretty quick after. Then it was just back and forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, it just was kind of continual war. And then eventually Sega just fell to the wayside, you know, but even Nintendo, I mean, you know, once you got the PlayStation and you got the uh, um, Xbox coming in, you know, Nintendo has struggled since, I mean, the switch is pretty cool. You know, the switch has held its own, but they've always just held their own since, you know, they've never really been a leader. Well, it it depends on what you measure leader by. Cause if you go by the number of systems, so, um, you could probably say that, but then the Wii outsold the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Yeah. Um, so from from console sales, they definitely outsold them. Yeah, and yeah. Well, well, with Wii, Wii was though, a flop, see, but. Wii was yeah, Wii U was, was terrible. Um, but <laughs> Wii Wii was they were smart in that they didn't go after the Xbox and PlayStation uh, um, crowd, right? families right? yeah exactly the families were getting left in the dust with right. these complicated and some and violent games yeah mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so the we was smart in that they're like okay well you know what we're gonna stick with this <laughs> this is what we kind of came up with this family mm-hmm. you know entertainment system and so that so they had a niche you know and mm-hmm. it was a big niche i mean it was it was it probably couldn't be called a niche because uh, like you said they did outsell everything and i i mean we still have one we still use it my daughter mm-hmm. likes the Wii, you know yeah. And we were we were playing um, um, uh, Mario Kart just the other night, you know, on our Wii. Yeah. So, I mean, it still it still holds, you know, because it, it's it's I don't mind I don't want my daughter playing games that are violent, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, she's still young. She likes the colors. She likes the the easy concepts. So if it if it's a niche still, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so yeah, I was real smart on their part that that yeah, uh, not trying to way. jump too far away into the future with you guys, but. When uh, Wii Sports came out, a lot of people that I knew were playing it, older and younger, and it was mm-hmm. kind of like easy yeah. to do, and people could still beat you even though you were a kid, which was yep. kind of foreign because I was used right. to beating all the older people. So yeah. everyone's making fun of me because I'm losing Wii Tennis, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just because of the of the quarantine, we pulled out the the Wii Fit the mat. Oh. oh yeah that's where my daughter because i was i was paying my daughter uh, a do, uh two dollars a mile to run with me and she was like ah it's too hot and then we had the smoke you know because of the fires and i'm like well we gotta like i'm not gonna have a kid who's can't you know <laughs> you know gets out of breath just walking a mile so yeah. we pulled out she loves it 
she loves it you know she's got all kinds of different characters on it and she's she keeps track every time she works out you know it keeps a, like a monitor of what her progress is um so i mean it's it still holds up you know mm-hmm. and it's still it's still really it's fun for her you know mm-hmm. and, it, and it's and it's exercise you know it gets her it gets her moving even though she can't be outside yeah they actually have a, a game um for switch called the bring fit adventure mm-hmm. which has been sold out since I think since March, probably. Um, it came out late last fall, but similar concept to that. But um, kind of going back but a little. Gabe in $2 a mile, so you got to, you know. St- <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> we'll go with you, man. <laughs> We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> but but kind of stepping back a little bit to NES times, um, The do you remember the running pad, the track yep. and field game with the running it. pad? Yep. That was fun. That was fun with the run with the track and field. Yep. So that was kind of like a precursor to some of these other things that mm-hmm. we're talking about, like Wii Sports so, and stuff. So I'm glad you brought that up because Nintendo they they didn't shy away from innovation. You know, so you had the pad, right? And you could do different. There wasn't really too many games with that with the pad, but there was the the track and field was the best one, I think. Yeah. But again, they had the power glove. And let me tell you, the Power Glove was so fun. It is, it is a tragedy that they only came out with like four or five games for it. That's it. And it, that was, that was a, an item that was way before its time. It, uh, it was just so cool because it was for the, you know, like what you had mentioned, Antonio, with the interactivity, with the gun. Mm-hmm. It was with the glove. You move your hand and the, and the cursor would move on it. And they had this game. It was, like a, it was like a handball game. I forget what the name of it was. But that it was so fun, you know. And then you could play regular games with it too. It had um, a pad on there that, if you needed to use it, you know, you could. Um, and, but you could control the character with it. Those weren't as fun because they weren't made for the glove; they were made for the controller. Mm. Um, but the the concept was just so advanced. I mean, just it, it's just a shame that it, it didn't it didn't take off. You know, it only lasted just a couple of years, and like I said, there was only about four or five games that were made for it. Um, but uh, a friend of mine, I didn't have, I never had the glove. A friend of mine had it and he had a, like two games. And I mean, we spent a lot of time on it. Oh, look at that 177, man. Wow. Get on oh, it. <laughs> oh, that was for the, I was actually the looking, Famicom. Yeah. I was actually looking for one of these because I have like this, as you can't really see it right now, but I have a setup where I have the, the NES blaster mm-hmm. in one, in one of these glass boxes. And then I was going to put the power glove, but I just haven't found a decent price one, but yeah, it's not too expensive. bad. Yeah. yeah, but um, everybody walks in and wonders why Aaron has guns in his living room, though. Right, exactly. <laughs> if you're not a if you're not a game fan, well, I actually don't care for it. I, it was my roommate's idea. I don't actually care for it. But since we got it, I'm like, well, you might as well get a power glove to go up there. So we can yeah, yeah. Like, what is Aaron planning that? on doing? Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But this Are you is gonna that. rob someone from the '80s. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And this is that power pad. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. If, I don't can't remember if you saw one or not before, Antonio. I haven't. I've seen the glove, but that's just because I would buy like old comic books at Bookman's whenever I was bored during the summer and just like read them. And they'd have ads in them from back then. Mm-hmm. It's all this like weird technology. Oh man, I forgot about that game. Yeah, the short order and explode. Yeah, yeah, I played that. That was those are fun. Those are fun. Those were with the power pad. You actually step on those. Yeah, well, you, I forget how you even played it. I mean, it was so long ago. Um, but that, yeah, there was it was always a competition. You're always playing against somebody, and so I I really don't remember them. But I just remember the cover. 
And this is that track game. That's the track and field. The track and, so, and field was fun. Yeah. So you would literally stand on the on the on the actual pad. And um, let me see if I can pull that up. So yeah, you would stand on like for example, one person would stand on one and two. Other people could stand on five and six, nine and ten. Like you can actually have teams and compete with each other. Mm-hmm. And it would pick up the every time you stepped on it, it would pick up, you know, and your character would run faster. So yeah, it was. I remember us playing this, and it was a it was a lot of fun, like running on that on that game pad. Okay, uh, let's go back up. So I had the advantage joystick. So that was really cool too. That I was glad they had a whole bunch of different joysticks. So I, I have I have two of them now um, actually. But what was cool about it is you could have um, you push that top button and it would continually like if you were in a shooting game, you could adjust the knob to where it was like so you like had an automatic weapon. <laughs> so like some of the, like oh. uh, like nineteen forty two or other games where you would have to go you know have to push the button to shoot every time. If you wanted, you could, you know, control that. But what I liked it for, especially was with the, the, the arcade style controller. So that was really cool for um, like Burger Time and, and oh, yeah. arcade time. games that you're used to playing with a, with a joystick like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was cool. I, I, I have, like I said, I have a couple of those um, and uh, they're fun. Then there was another, there was another similar joystick. Um, what was that one called? Um, I, I had I had one of those too, but I don't have one anymore. Um, and this is for the Super this Nintendo? For, no, this no, is for this the is all NES. NES. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm all? telling you, they they had all these different, um, you know, just peripherals that you could get for it. It was. Um, I remember the advantage. I didn't have one, but I do remember it. Um, yeah. Oh, I know what it was, and actually, I know I do have it. it it's a it's a controller similar to um, the regular NES pad, but it's more curved, and it's like it like it's formed to your hands better. Oh, it looks like an SNES controller. Um, oh, that one? Sim- no, it didn't look like an SNES. It was a little different. Um, I don't see it on here though. Uh, but it was just like a little. <clears throat> excuse me, just a little more ergonomic, you know, and uh, it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to play, but. Uh, I, I like the advantage better. I thought the advantages. I always, I, when I was a kid and we had one, I always took it. <laughs> I was like, it's my advantage. I get to take it. <laughs> <laughs> was we, it like we this? Fight over it. Yes, that's it. That's the NES one. Max. The Max. Yeah, yeah. I have one of those. Yeah. I feel like there was another one that was like a joystick, but I could just be confusing um, systems. Yeah, I remember that one. And so what years are we talking about with the uh, Nintendo, uh, the NES? So, well, Nintendo came into the U.S. at 85, I believe. And that's, it came, already came with like 20 games or something that, you know, already big with Japan. And then it just grew, it grew after that. Uh, I could be wrong. Do, you, right. do you have any? Yeah. yeah so it was like 83, I think. 82, 83 was when it, the Famicom was in Japan. And it took them a few years to get over to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So they kind of shipped over their all their hits that they knew the people liked. So that was also kind of an advantage, you know, that NES had with with other new systems. They obviously had to kind of develop as they went. They already they ha- they brought a system with already proven games that worked, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. were that were fan favorites. And like a huge so, test audience. <laughs> huge test, yeah, years of, t- of test audience, you know, uh, data that they could just bring over. Mm-hmm. And, and just to um, just to throw in too, real quickly, the. Um, you know, during that time, they were developing that disc system that attaches to the bottom of the Famicom. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, by time some of those games had come over, the technology for the cartridges had kind of came down a little bit. So the storage yeah. that the disc could have, you can almost get the same size on cartridges because the prices that come down. Yeah. Plus, um, you had the backup batteries as well, which allowed them to save because that was right. one of the advantages of the disc. You could save right on the disc. Yeah. Um, whereas with the cartridge, you, you, you had to use this password system that was very complicated. Um, but then once they added the battery to it, you could just save your your um, progress to the cartridge. And so that kind of negated the need for the disc. And again, another reason why I didn't come over to the States because you, know, you had a little bit of a, a gap between the releases. Yeah. And, and they were also concerned too with uh, the, you know, the uh, Americans had been used to Atari and television Coleco. Those were cartridges. They were afraid if they varied too much from what Americans knew that it would be, um, you know, they wouldn't like. In fact, the reason why, the Nintendo has the, the top loading where it drops down is because the um, VCRs at the time, I don't know if you remember, they used to go in at the top and you'd shut them down. Oh. Horrible, so all... horrible decision. And it oh, was yeah. a design oh, was. flaw. <clears throat> oh, horrible. totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's where you get the whole blowing into the cartridge thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> because that's where it started from. So but that's the... why they did it is because they wanted to imitate a, a, a thing that Americans liked. They liked their VCRs. Uh-huh. And this was something that they could kind of, you know, compare with. Associate it with, yeah. Be associated with it, yeah. That's, but that's yeah, like really you said, it was terrible design, yeah. Yeah, so that mechanism where you put the NES game in and then you push down, that, we, that the, the, act, the process of pushing down, which is how it was supposed to be used, what it would do is it would bend the pins in the system over time. So every NES eventually would get that flashing red light, and you had to keep mm-hmm. reseating it, putting the game back in. Now put we used to little slightly sideways, in, or you put like a little piece of paper in there to keep it down a little more. Yeah, just all yeah. these tricks that kids and we would blow into the cartridges, but the blowing into the cartridges <laughs> didn't actually do anything. Not oh, just, that's what I was gonna ask. No, it was well, just the. It flaw. felt like it did. It yeah, did. Well, I did yeah. that with the Nintendo sixty four. We'd be like. Yeah, but it wasn't You're like, no, no, I'm going to do it. I blow well, hard. It, it comes from the idea of like, oh, there's not a connection being made. It must be dirty or something. So let uh-huh. me blow into it and clear it out. And that way you'll have a, a good connection. You know, well, they did it, sell these kits where you could clean the cartridges because, I mean, yes, right. a dirty contact oh. would would affect it. But nine and a half times out of 10, it was just the fact that eventually the system would bend. And that's why Nintendo, when they redesigned it, they they created a top loader. Right. And the Japanese version was a top loader. And then the redesigned NES, which I think um, I can pull up a picture of it. But the, when they redesigned it, they just had it top loading. And that eliminated a lot of the, um, yep. the issues the that they had. <laughs> much, yeah. 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 And, you know. I mean, because even now, I mean, when I buy, when I get old cartridges, I, you know, I have to clean them. I have to clean the pins on the cartridge, you know. So you just take some alcohol and a swab and you just clean it. Um, and then, you know, then you got to try to make it fit and, and run. And fortunately, mine, uh, the one, one of them that I have has a new new pins on the actual system done. So as long as the, the cartridge is clean, pretty much it'll it'll work. Mm. Um, but then I have a, an old school one that's, you know, it's original, everything that's always, you know, kind of touch and go on it. But uh, yeah, this is the original. This is the redesign of the NES. And that came out after the Super Nintendo did. They redesigned so it. So you guys are going to go on record saying that blowing on it doesn't help. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't. It oh, doesn't. Man. 
It as much as I wish it did, because I as spent kids, a lot of breath on cartridges. Yeah, as kids, you <laughs> didn't know that. That's what everyone did, so you just did it. Well, and it eventually, it, it would work. Oh, and then and then the one kid who no no I know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it worked for him. Like wow, I guess yeah. he knows how to do it. <laughs> right, he knows the but secret. it was it was just basically <laughs> reseeding the the system. So that was a horrible decision, and hence the reason they never went back to it. But yeah, um, you know, it was I understood what they were trying to do, but. It was um, not a good idea. Uh, some other classic games that got started. So we mentioned um, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Uh, well, the other one for yes. me was Double Dragon 2. Double Dragon, yeah. Oh, man. The first one was okay, but the second one was really fun. That was a fun one. Double that was Dragon one where you could, you could throw them over your shoulder and mm -hmm. <laughs> you could do yeah. all kinds of stuff. You know, take the elevators. You had the helicopter on that one thing. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was pretty simple. I mean, it wasn't like it was real deep or nothing. But, um, you know, it was cool as you could play with somebody else. You could kind of partner up with a friend and go through it, you know. So it was the little buddy system of it yeah. that added to the fun of it because now you were a team. And, you know, if you had someone who was really good, you know, you can kind of <laughs> kind of live off of them <laughs> for a while <laughs> as you went in there. Yeah, you could. Uh, Mega Man. That was, oh, that, Mega Man. Mega Man oh, blew up yeah. on the, the NES. Um, yeah, I you know, I played the first Mega Man, and I wasn't really hooked. And I think it was like, I can't remember if it was the third or the fourth that I was like, okay, now they know what they're doing on this game. Mm -hmm. And uh, every single, I think every single one of them was awesome from like, yeah. from two on. I think, like I said, I never really got into the first one, but two on all the way to ten. Yeah, they were all. And what was amazing is, you know, they they came out with those pretty quick after one one after another. And, yeah, it was and, a very, it was like a similar formula for each game. Very, yeah, and, and you know, so you look at like Super Mario, how much it changed. There was only three of them in the life of the NES, and you got ten of them. And and like you said, the the the, the they didn't stray too far from the formula. They just like, okay, we're giving you more levels. Yeah. We're giving you more bad guys. More bosses. But here yeah. you go. And and that, but that's what I that's what I liked about it. I liked that it was the same. I liked that I could continue. It was almost like it was the first game, but just better, you know. And yeah. you could just kind of continue it on. Um, and the, the play was the same, you know. Like they didn't introduce too much new new things for the character, so it it kind of helped you to hone your skills. So when you went into it, you were already kind of an expert. You know, you were just now learning. Okay, what's the new landscape that I have to to beat? You know, mm -hmm. but you already knew how the character acted and what what it could do um so yeah i thought the, that was really the brilliant story kind of interconnected then it really wasn't a story <laughs> you know the story it was, was the it was the same for every game you yeah. had the two doctors who were against each other you had dr light and dr wiley and dr light built mega man dr wiley built all the evil robots and they were constantly clashing and so you had to go and there was a certain order for the mega yeah. man game so there was a certain order you well there was an optimal you, you, you gained order. yeah you gained like a tool from whatever the bad guy you beat so yeah. so you wanted you needed to beat him in a certain order because then you'd get the tool that could beat the other bad. if you try to beat the other bad guy without that tool you'd lose oh. so you had to kind of figure out oh who's got unless the tool. you were really good unless you're really good yeah um but you know unless <laughs> you kind of had to figure out what is the weapon <laughs> that you get from from the bad guy and you got to get that one first then you can go yeah and, so and, you like beat the fire guy first get his weapon and use it against the ice guy and then use that against the water guy or the leaf guy or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. And every game was the same. You just had to figure out the best order to tackle all the bosses. And then you defeat the scientist, Dr. Wiley, at the end. And then he'd be back for <laughs> the, the next game. Yeah. Actually, it's so funny because I, I have Mega Man 11, uh, which came oh, out. 
la- yeah, which came out last either last year or the year before. Maybe it was oh, wow. 2018, maybe. Uh-huh. Same principle, same, same thing. exact same thing. <laughs> same doctors. Keep bumping them out order. for ten more years. Yeah, yeah. well, it's like the well, they just now, took a break. <laughs> they did take a long break, but now it's um, I can't. What do you call it? The, the nostalgia of it. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, really exactly. coming back, and so I actually got that. I haven't beat it yet because I don't know who's the first person I have to destroy. But <laughs> when I get a chance, I'll eventually go back to it. But um, another character, and this is Antonio, and you may again, you may notice already. So I'm sorry if I'm telling you stuff you already know. But Kid Icarus is a game that got started on NES too, and that's oh, yeah. where that's where Pit came from, from Kid Icarus. Yeah, and Kid Icarus was one of the original. Uh, there was like a. a a block of original games that came out when the nes came out and kid yeah. icarus was one of the first ones i never really got into it um, i didn't either uh, was, ice uh, climbers too was another yeah. one ice yeah, climbers ice, actually i liked ice from. climbers I, I i never beat it or i don't even know if you could beat it but um yeah that that was another one that you know it's kind of one of those games that it was fun to play for a little bit and then you're like oh, okay yeah Let's see what other games are there you know? yeah. so would, you, would you say there's more enjoyable one player games on the nes than there was on the atari and things like that oh yeah yeah i would say that i mean well i mean uh, gosh I, you know you're comparing game quality to you know it, atari and and in television and coleco were fun because that's what we, what, what we had you know i think what was <laughs> What stayed fun with them and probably still would be fun is like the arcade versions of the games. Uh-huh. Those are still fun because it's just kind of a basic premise. But, you know, Nintendo would suck you in. And that was the difference. You know, I think Nintendo sucks you in even emotionally because now you've got music. You know, you've got music to the games. Hmm. Um, I can remember, God. you know, when I was trying to be Metroid, that, dun, dun, you know, in the beginning, I dreamed that. I mean, I would dream that music because <laughs> I played it so much. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so it just, it, it's just a whole different level with NES, you know, they really brought in between the graphics and between the music, you know, and, and it's just eight big music, you know, it's not like yeah, anything yeah, special, yeah. but it was enough, especially for a, you know, eight, nine, 10 year old, uh, who's just starting to, <laughs> to, you know, get emotional about stuff, you know, to really start kind of tapping into that, you know, mm-hmm. um, I can remember beating Mario brothers for the first, you know, it's such a simple ending, you know, uh, but just being like emotional about it you know because that was like the first game i ever beat you know yeah. that, that was like that and um so it, it you know it just it's it was just it's a different level of entertainment than atari and in television those were fun but purely just on a a, a game level this mm-hmm. was like oh no you're like in something you know you're you're doing so and then and especially when you start talking to other guys who are playing at the same time as you well now you've got you know kind of a group camaraderie about it yeah, uh, and I think that's what NES really added was was that component. Because I mean, gosh, everybody would sit around watching each other play, you know, and we'd be rooting for each other. Um, and then at school, that's what you would talk about. How did you yeah. beat this level? What did you do here? You know? Yeah, we. I remember that. That's a that's a did big you, thing. I remember the social I, aspect. You would go to school and be like, "All right, I'm at this part. How do you get past it?" Because we didn't even they, there were gaming magazines, but for whatever reason, we didn't have them. At least not not during nes days well it was, the first one was nintendo power yeah mm-hmm. and that was that was super mario 2 okay that was yeah. the first time that we had anything that was close and that was like the they had a walkthrough for the first three levels you know? yeah 
So that was like the first anything like that, you know. And, and even then, was, I didn't I didn't subscribe to it, so it was just like rare if my parents would ever buy that. So you had to rely on going to school with no internet. You had to go to school and talk about it and discuss this. Like, all right, we need a game yeah. plan, people. Well, I remember um, uh, being at school and a friend telling me about and the second level where you jump up in in Super Mario and hit that green, get the green mushroom, you know. And I was like, what? What? Yeah, there's a green mushroom there. No, no, where? And then he's like trying to describe it to me. And I'm picturing in my mind. I went home and I kept jumping until I found it, you know? And I was are, you like, about, are you talking about the first game or the second? Yeah, game? No, the first one. Horse game, okay. Yeah, you know, and um, it was in this, it's, I, I think it's, the, it's, it's been a while since I played uh, Mario. But in the second level, you know, one, two, where you jump and you hit the, the top and then the green mushroom comes and you've got to run and jump and catch it before it falls off the edge there, you know, on yeah. the ramp. Mm-hmm. I, that was someone told me that i didn't i had never known about it you know oh i know what you're talking about yeah the bricks that are <laughs> on the very the ceiling yeah. at the top and you have to hit it yeah and yeah then and then you know that was it. that was also kind of neat too just discovering hey i could walk on top of the game <laughs> yeah you know? you and, that's where you got, and that's where you got the warp zones to go to the exactly. end of the game <laughs> that's the first warp game yeah that's uh, the first warp zone and, and so you know again that outside of the box thinking you know not you don't have to stick within the the you know basic rules of the game you can kind of you know if you're creative you can get out of it you know mm-hmm. but um the, yeah that camaraderie i think was was really neat and um again it, you know the, with the with the having to be able to play two people um like there was a game um akari warrior do you remember that game and it was two it was two guys and you had guns it, you know it, it was a game my parents would never let me play uh but i played it in the, in the arcades and then they had it on nintendo and um you could have two players go and it was just basically, it was like a Rambo game. You were two Rambos and you, you went and just, you know, a bunch of guys are trying to stop you from wherever you're going. They're shooting at you and you got to shoot them and everything. Um, but I can remember just the teamwork aspect of it, you know, how you would get really close with whoever you're playing with because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's this all this stuff coming at you at once and it's like you're handling a pressure situation together, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I, they, they tapped into something with that. And I think you know, it's, it's carried through, and especially with Wii, you know, you, now you get four people that could play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like we have a game on, on the Wii, uh, the Wipeout, uh, the first one, and that is so fun to play. Um, and then people will like, kind of look at it like, uh, and then they start playing it, and it's like, it's fun, you know? Because you've seen the game or the show, right? The, the yeah. TV show wipe out well that's all it is is and you just running bounce on the balls and you go on this stuff but um it's b can play it adults can play it everyone has fun it's like everyone's on equal ground you know it's not really hard to or you know, to learn um but you all play together and and you know you can kind of throw balls at each other and you know so it's just kind of a neat neat thing that that nintendo kind of tapped into that's, i think it's interesting what you're saying about having your friends and having that camaraderie or you kind of work together towards a goal and kind of get close that way. Cause I think my experience playing video games at a certain point was that I had some friends where that's all we did so much to the fact that we really didn't know each other. <laughs> and we like became not friends after we stopped playing video games because there was nothing in common besides that one interest. Well, okay. So here, here's the thing, I guess here's the caveat with that during nintendo time you know nes time kids were still outside playing <laughs> we still went out and played basketball we still went out and played football we still went to you know to rode our bikes to the 7-eleven we still so this was just one aspect of that i think eventually it got to where like nowadays i mean you know especially you know me i, I have a business i hire people i hire these 19 eight, you know 20 year olds 
and they've never done any physical work, <laughs> you know, they've never, they, you know, uh, uh, and so they work a full day and they're exhausted and it's like, because they just never had any. So, so I understand why you you felt that way because probably that is, was all the entertainment you guys did together. Yeah. Whereas our friends, we, we'd show up at our house. We may play a little bit of, you know, video games. We'd go outside, play basketball. We'd ride to the 7-Eleven, get some Slurpees. We'd come back. We'd go to the desert. We'd come back, play some video games again. You know, it was like a full day thing. And so it's like we did a lot more stuff other than just video games. As much as we did play a lot of video games, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. um, But we had so many other things that we did as well. So That's the same with me, too. We did a lot of stuff. Video games was usually like – that's. We would play a little bit in the morning, like if my cousins would come over and stay over, we would play in the morning a little bit, but then we'd um, go outside, you know, and play outside. And then at the, in the evening, once we had to come inside, then we just played yep. games like all night. That's but my mom, she wouldn't let, and I think a lot of parents during that time were like that. She wouldn't let us stay inside and play all day. Mm-hmm. You could play for a little bit, but then it's like, all right, get up and go outside, you know? And I lived across the street from my, my elementary school and the playground was there. So we would go outside and, and do a lot of stuff. So she definitely well, I mean, helped keep it That's balanced. not all I did. But some of my friends' parents, <laughs> they would let us do that. And that's what we would do with them. So what I had did, what else friend. did you do, though? What else did you do, Antonio? Uh, you know, the normal <laughs> stuff. Uh, <laughs> he can't remember. All he remembers is the games. No, I had this friend who had a wash near his house, and so we'd go run around the Pantano wash. We oh, came that's... across a homeless guy one time. That was kind of scary, but... You know. Okay. That's pretty common in Tucson, I think. Yeah, but as a kid, you're like, oh my God, what do we do? And we just started running. And then we're like, came across this whole like mine thing that has like water in it. Are you sure you weren't playing a video game, Antonio? I have video <laughs> Did you have a bomb in your hand? Did you have a bomb and you tried yeah. to no, but, yeah, that's funny. So I did do some things, you know. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah. So yeah, overall, I mean, you can definitely tell. Um, you know, a lot of people. You know, I think a lot of people forgot the as far as the history of the NES and what it's brought. A lot of franchises came from the NES. Mm-hmm. I think Metal Gear got its start on yep. on NES. Maybe, maybe Madden. Madden. Uh, I'm looking at the back of the box too. Tech Mobile, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy, all these games got their start. Doctor Mario, uh, we talked about Castlevania a little bit. Excite Bite, you know, all these games got their start on the uh, NES, and um, and a lot of companies got started around that time, like Square and Konami yeah, and, and all those. A lot of you those know, games. the thing about Nintendo too is there's a lot of like kind of one-off games that were really good. Um, there was one game that I enjoy called The Adventures of Lolo. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think they came out with a second. They might even came out with a third. I think like one of those late ones, like in, in you know, uh, 2018, mm-hmm. they came out with a three. But it was a really hard puzzle game. I mean, really, really hard. And, uh, but it was fun. You know, it was really challenging. There was another one called, uh, what was it? Tri- Devil Tri- Devil's Triangle? I can't remember, but we were like in a motorboat. And you had, you know, guns on it and, and you were like, it was like a race, but you could like shoot targets as you were running and you got points. And I remember, um, I mean, we spent a lot of time on that one and I don't remember who even made it, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. you just never heard of it again. Yeah. And, and so you, like you were talking earlier about the quality control, there were a lot of varieties, 
but most of the games were pretty decent, you know? Most of them were, even if they weren't great, they were decent, you know? Yeah. There was no ETs in the bunch. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, and so it did, you know, you, sometimes we would, I would buy a, a game just because it was on sale and play it, you know? And it was, and it turned out to be fun, you know? And it's just, again, one of those no-name games you never heard from again, had no basis in anything else, uh, just a one-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you had some good memories with it. You know? so, yeah. Um, One thing I was disappointed about, though, even as a kid, I remember, is that whenever I would look at the box art to a game, mm-hmm. I would look at the box art and but oh, this looks really cool. But whenever I would put the the game in, it looked nothing like the box art. You got to check so, the pictures on the back, man. Uh, but you know, as a, on the back. yeah, I know. But as a kid, <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah, I had no, these great visions of how the game was going to look You're in just my mind. Sitting in the restaurant, staring well, see, at a burger. Nintendo, yeah, right? exactly. Nintendo was bad, but. Uh, Atari and Intellivision was the worst for that. Why? Well, yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah I would imagine there. There was, you know, I mean, and and the the art for the Intellivision and the Atari stuff like had nothing to do with the game. Happening. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's how I At felt least, the NES was. But it, some in, of them, yeah. in retrospect, you know, it probably wasn't as bad. But I'd be looking at these games. I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. And get home and put it in. I'm like, wow, this doesn't look like how I imagined it. Yeah. And when you start getting into the SNES and N64, then it started getting yeah. better. Yeah, the quality started getting better for sure. Yeah, you know the other thing too that I think the NES was disappointing in. Um, there was a lot of games that were really fun on the computer that didn't quite translate to the NES. Like um, they they had Lemmings. Like I don't know if you ever played Lemmings on the computer, but mm-hmm. it was fun. It was fun. It, basically, it's a bunch of Lemmings, and you had to build things to help them to reach their goal. And then they would just keep walking. If they fell off and they died, they, like, they would just keep going. So mm-hmm. you had to just kind of make these things. And it was a lot of fun on the computer. But on the NES, it was really hard, and it was really clumsy. And it was hard to, to move the controller because it was basically just a, a cursor that you would mm-hmm. move with, the, with the, the cross pad. And then you would, you know, hit it, uh, you know, to, to lay whatever. And it just, you know, it just didn't translate. You know, same thing with Load Runner. Load Runner was also a fun game on the computer, and it just didn't didn't work on the NES. So there was kind of some crossover that they tried to make from successful games on on the PCs. Um, and you know, I, I just thought it, we enjoyed them on the PCs. We don't need them on the Nintendo. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't quite, didn't quite work like that. Right. The, yeah. the other ones that were not so fun too were like the game shows. They had like Jeopardy oh, and they yeah. had Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. And it had, and I was like, why, why are you even doing that stuff? You know, <laughs> it was so dumb. But you know, I guess it was just a, well, it was just to make money. It was a cash grab yeah. franchise. Yeah. Actually, Will of Fortune wasn't bad, but the Jeopardy and all the other stuff, yeah, I couldn't deal with that. I had um, Monopoly on there too. I think they had Monopoly in yes, and I'm like, oof, yeah. Nah. Now Tecmo Bowl, that was that was fun. That was I love Tecmo Bowl. Pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, the other was um, Double Dribble. Double well, dribble. The, the, the Konami sports games were awesome. Double dribble, blades of steel. Blades of steel. Oh, yes, I man, of I steel. played. We had some heated, <laughs> heated yeah. contests with the blades of steel. Oh yeah. man! But I remember. I specifically remember when you picked when you created your team. You could pick between the fat, medium, and skinny yeah. Uh, yeah. skaters and stuff, and so you would try <laughs> to build up your team and balance it out between mm. them. Um, but man, well, yeah, I forgot about blades of steel. Yeah, and then double dribble too with uh, with uh, you know when you go up to do a layup and then you could have the you know the dunk. They had the little video, quick yeah. video image of the dunk. That was yeah. like wow, you know. Yeah, that so during cool. that, yeah, exactly. I, I, I had a buddy that. come down from um, California and he was you know talking. We were just talking about Nintendo. And I I pulled it out so we could play. And we played double dribble and 
I forgot how competitive I got with that game, man. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we were both at each other's throat. <laughs> yeah. Both that, Blades of Steel, and then Dr. Mario. We played Dr. Mario, and we were like, no, no. Mm-hmm. How could you, you know? <laughs> it was, like, funny. It's like, I, you know, I was back to being a 10-year-old again. Uh, <laughs> uh, playing By the way, the- there was this game, and I think this might have been SNES, um, but do you remember this game, this basketball game called Arch Rivals? No. Well, they had it for – they had it both. They had it for NES – uh, NES and SNES. I have Arch Rivals on NES. Okay, it's not as good. The, okay. S, the SNES version is much better. Is the one that that's the one where you punch people and take the ball, yeah. right? Yeah, you can yeah. punch people and take the ball. Yeah, you and, would punch and, them and steal the ball from. It, there yeah. was no rules to this of game. Of course, the bad. arcade version was the best. The arcade version was awesome, but mm-hmm. the SNES version came pretty close to the arcade version, and it was a lot easier to control. The SNES or the NES version the controlling was a little off so it wasn't as fun because like you'd punch and it wouldn't you'd miss and mm-hmm. it, it was a little more clunky um yeah. but the, the once the snes was a lot more fun to play yeah i gotta see if i can find a clip and we then and watch then a clip of that super nintendo had the nba jam nba jam yep that yeah. was fun man that, that was that was fun. the game that really blew up yeah it really that, blew it up totally blew up yep yeah. it was right and around then, that time mortal Kombat and NBA yeah. jam um, and our rivals, those are all kind of like the, the arcade games that were really big and popular about that early nineties. And they used to, and they would, they put in, um, you can put other characters into the game. Well, they started introducing new characters right. into the game. And so like, yeah, I remember there was a one point where like you could play as Bill Clinton and Hillary, I think. <laughs> What? I'm sure, yeah. You could, yeah. yeah, you could bring in other characters. Other, yeah, like, they brought in other characters. So you, they celebrities have, and stuff, yeah. Yeah, they put celebrities in, in uh, NBA Jam. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm not crazy. I'm, I, I'm not making no, this No, no, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, but I have I'm, to look. I'm not going to make any Bill Clinton jokes. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, well, this was pre, uh, pre-Monica. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. He was still playing the saxophone right here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to remember NBA Jam hidden characters. Let me see who who was in that game. That's funny. Um, so John Elway, Hillary Clinton, yeah, um, George Clinton, <laughs> uh, Prince Charles. Um, who else and these they? are all just like pixelated, so it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you, but well, you could tell with um, you could tell with some characters like Bill Clinton. But this is this. Uh, what does it say? What system that was for? Because I don't think the first NBA Jam we were able to do that. I don't think the first one, but they released this, several. Was this sixty four? Was this uh, Nintendo? No, 64? this was uh, Super NES for sure. Oh, look, see, this was um, see, Bill, Bill and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, who else did they add? Um. This is a newer version, obviously, with Bush and Cheney. Bush and Cheney. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else was the, oh, the Grim Reaper. That's some, no, that's not real. I don't think that's real. <laughs> I think they added Mortal Kombat characters at some point. Yeah, they added Mortal Kombat characters, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. That's oh, yeah, Will, I remember uh, Will Smith. And uh, Jazzy oh, Jeff, Jazzy Jeff, <laughs> got put into it. Trying to see who else. Yeah, it was it was quite a mashup though. They added a lot of a lot of people <laughs> into the game. 
Yeah, but I remember try, having to try to figure out like who the hidden characters were in, in, in that. So. <laughs> Interesting. Brings like funny memories. <laughs> well, thanks again, Gabe. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, anytime you guys want to talk about video games, because you know we still have computer PC video games, and then we have the actual arcade video games too that we could talk about. So and we're there's, down, and, and there's still any. There's still. SNES, N64. Yeah, we got. I, now I'm not. I, S, SNES, I can talk a little bit, but and 64. By that time, I was like GoldenEye, and that was pretty much all I all I played. I really hadn't. Well, that's all you needed to know. Was yeah, like you were saying, getting emotional, beating Mario. I felt that when I, when I beat Mario 64. Yeah, like, you beat. Well, that was a hard game. I, I never beat that one. That was a hard game. Yeah, once you beat the final Bowser, like there's this whole cutscene with like. Mm-hmm going back on the level it like shows the levels you beat and there's like all this music and i was like oh my gosh (laughs) then at the end it's like thank you for playing my game (laughs) (laughs) there's a cake and normally now the games go back to the title menu this one just stayed there so i would just like sit there and just stare at it i'm like wow what do i do with my life yeah yeah i had a lot of those moments (laughs) i was like oh i beat the game what do i do now well here's (laughs) the worst one is when i was 18 or 19 18 yeah i was 18 i got sick like so really last bad year cold. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got sorry. sick with a really sorry. bad cold and so i was like i'm gonna beat this game and i'm gonna get all 120 stars and so i beat it wait i wasted a whole day doing it at the end after you get 120 stars the cannon that's in the uh the uh courtyard entryway, yeah when the, the what is it is the courtyard yeah the courtyard of the castle it opens up and you can shoot yourself on top of the castle and oh, so wow. you, you do that and Yoshi's there and you talk to him and it's like, he's like, oh, wow, it's so cool. You got 120 stars. Thank you so much. Keep having fun playing this game. He gives you 100 lives and he jumps off the castle and that's all you get. <laughs> that's it. Which, which, yeah. at that po- which at that point, you don't even need You don't need, need 100 lives yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That was that. That was at my end of my love of video games, and then it got really <laughs> as a couple years ago. So, man, I'm trying to remember some. Uh, there's some disappointing endings too to games, but I can't think of any right now. I remember thinking, "That's it." Yeah, they didn't get too crazy with endings. I don't think until you started getting into the '64 era. I mean, uh, SNES had a few that were that were pretty decent like for example the ending for metroids are always iconic yeah but even then it wasn't much of a story it was just um just the way they did the final boss fights because like in super metroid for example you know you fight mother brain just it's almost a mirror of how you fought her in the original Mm. then she comes out of the ground and then there's a full body and this awesome music oh i've never i've never beat the super metroid Oh, sorry. Well, I just spoiled. That's it. right. Uh, no, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna play it. So okay, worry. it's 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 on Switch. If you wanna if you wanna get it yeah. on Switch, um, or I can let you. No, borrow I, my I might I might even have I might even have the cartridge. I mean, I I buy a bunch of cartridges that I never get a chance to play. You know, because I have the Super Nintendo, the old school one. So I might have the Super Metroid cartridge. After yeah. My I I have a million NES stuff. I I have a few Atari and televisions, and I have a few Super and Nintendos. Off to check. Yeah, so we have a lot. To, there's still a lot left to go. That was just yeah. the NES, and kind of. I don't. I'll write these down. What are the other ones you were saying? You said you had the SNES, right? Mm-hmm. You said computer games. Yeah. Because I so want to talk. 
PC. This uh, I was talking to some kid about uh, Oregon Trail. He didn't know what it yeah, was. Yeah, dude. Oh, you know what? I'll have to send you. Uh, I have uh, a little plastic thing that I got at Target that they sold limited edition. It's the whole Oregon Trail game on it. And it's just the screen. It's just the game. It's so cool. Okay. You know well, what we're it taught me? We're going to talk about that. You know what it taught me? Dysentery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, taught me dysentery. it taught me how short our attention spans are now because that game is long. <laughs> it's a long game. I always died. I did too. I, I, don't, I, know, I, don't, I don't think I ever finished it either. Yeah. But yeah. when I was playing, it was on computers at school because we had like a computer class for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even know what. I was just trying to like shoot ducks or something. Yeah. Or, we, we had way more attention as kids back then than we do now because it would never fly today because I played it and I tried to get my daughter to play it and she was done within the... <laughs> she's like, That's, <laughs> this is all happens? Yeah. All right, look, I'm done. Look, you can go fishing now. Look, you can <laughs> hunt. You can hunt. <laughs> where, where are you hunting? Well, no, you just push the button and it tells you you're hunting and it tells you what you might have or might not have killed oh but there oh. was a but there was a version of it on yeah on, where you see the little where you could yeah that, and yeah. you have to try to aim and yeah and then what i always hated was that you would always like kill like a you get a thousand pounds of meat but you can only carry like 200 back right. to the, the wagon and i'm like are you serious and like whenever you try we'll, to we'll cross save the, the oregon trail story okay okay sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting carried i get away. triggered by that game too oh i know yeah <laughs> Oh, and trying to cross water. Why are these wagon wheels breaking? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, they know how to make wagon wheels? And I don't bought- even think I really knew how to read when I was playing that game. Because I was like, <laughs> Dysentery. Most of those diseases are not even common anymore. But you would die of stuff that was, you. no one dies of today. <laughs> but... Yeah, I'd hate that, to see the 2020 version of Oregon Trail. It's like you going to the store. No, it's right. like, oh no, no. someone called this. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, a 2020 version would definitely be different. You um, have to go to Home Depot. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, and for quick question, for PC games, because I, I did play PC games, but I don't think I played a lot of the, I don't know if I played the mainstream PC games growing up but like i played a lot of games that were made by sierra did you ever play any mm-hmm. of the sierra games like the mm-hmm. space quest and yep. king's quest and yep uh what was the See, other the one pcs Police were quest. a lot more were a lot more like um what's the term um kind of like choose your own adventure you know type yeah things where you had a lot more or like role-playing games you know right um dungeons and dragons type style where you had a lot more freedom so it was like a whole different style of gaming you know mm-hmm. now they did have the arcade games there but mm-hmm. they weren't as popular because it's easier to play on a console because you have mm-hmm. the actual things you know the actual um uh, uh controllers that were easier to play mm-hmm. uh, and you could get controllers for the pc you know there was a lot of uh, you know what the pc was really good for was for like like uh, um, space games that were close to f- flight simulators so you because they they had like these real like uh realistic joysticks mm-hmm. you would be like they had some really cool star wars games on there where you float flew in a tie fighter and you couldn't you know the, the pc was a lot more powerful than than the consoles so you had mm-hmm. a lot more detail in it and um i remember there was a flight simulator game that was i mean it was really hard it was really i mean you, you learned a lot about being a pilot with it uh-huh and oh yeah the um yeah microsoft uh, they mm-hmm. still make those games too, still the do. flight yep. simulators yeah yep. yep absolutely so yeah we can we can talk about those later okay yeah. 
And was that wasn't there a movie called like War Games or something that was based off PC games? Yeah, War Games was not. Eh. War Games was in I think eighty two, so it really wasn't. It was more just the idea of it was back when computers were still like mysterious to people like <laughs> you know you you had a, a room full of computers and that's how they you know were able to turn lights on and stuff you know that's, about, <laughs> that's what they needed back then so war games was all about like what if this computer came alive you know and and now you had to it was running a program that was written for it and now you had to convince it to to change you know it, yeah it was okay. It's totally dated. If you watched it now, back then it was really high tent, and now it's just like, oh, they're playing tic tac toe. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's how the game. That's how the movie ends. All right. <laughs> For those who haven't seen it, that's how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gabe, thanks again. Hey, anytime, For, guys. Uh, it was fun. And we'll again look forward to even more talks about video games, the history behind them, and the things that we enjoy about them. Got it. So. This has been Two Crazy Scoots Podcast. Your hosts, Ao and Antino. Thanks for staying tuned and enjoy the next upcoming episodes where we talk about even more stuff, the history of stuff, and if it's wrong, don't write me and tell me about it, please. (laughs) 